Hello. Welcome to the another Azure centric podcast on our Azure weekly updates show. My name is Marcos Nogueira and with me I have that beautiful face that always follow us. That is Angelos. How are you my friend? I am really good actually. Yeah, it's been a very very good week this week. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Yeah, it was Microsoft Build. Build. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think there's been a little bit of excitement around that for everybody. Everybody, yes, including yeah. to our automation email that was a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> Was, uh, how do you say maybe a bit on the heavy side with the number of links in there for the articles? Yeah, but... let's say that it took us a little bit longer to just get prepared. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there was something, uh, what did you count it? It was like over 60 over articles? Over 60 um, on the blog, yes, for the, uh, like all the announcements that they did on, on the Ignite, on the Ignite, on the build. Uh, yes, it was too many. Uh, I did see the build. It was an awesome conference. Mm -hmm. I have to say, as usual, it's my second year that I that I attend the build, um, and I always love it because give. Although it's a, I have to say, it's a developer conference, right? It, it, it's it is a developer. Focused. It's more a developer focused um, conference, or in this case, event. But they have some. They have some. They starting to have some infrastructure uh, uh, as well on that, as well as as Ignite, because it was a kind of a IT more um, kind of event, but always with a little bit of presence um, of um, developers. So in this case, the uh, this is the other way around, but it was an awesome. Um, we have basically a team for this today. We have to cut a lot. So we did cut we did. a lot. And we have another announcement that is our good images of getting go back and forth. <laughs> they are coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Our good friend, the head, magical head shrinker, exactly. has returned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we promise we did try turning it off and on again. Yes. Uh, that's okay. We will fight through it. It'll be fine. There's actually such good content uh, this week. I don't think that my head shrinking is going to distract from that too much. No. So uh, I think we have um, a lot on Azure Monitor. If we had to uh, pick a theme, yes. uh, I would say that was kind of a central item, but it's more centered around some of the data focus on it. Uh, and that makes sense, I think, coming, uh, coming out of the build uh, announcements. Uh, certainly a lot of database uh, in there. Yeah. So if uh, if database is near and dear to the work that you do or your heart, then absolutely go and check out the Azure Updates blog. Um, there is, uh, as we say here in Canada, a metric ton of updates. <laughs> yes. So yes, it was a lot of Azure, Cosmos DB, a lot of Postgres SQL, a lot of that yeah, there was right that we we are not covering just to to if you are too excited with that we are not covering um the majority of those because um it, we are not going to do it over 60 otherwise it will be a marathon <laughs> i think it's going to be longer than the the lord Welcome of the rings to azure weekly updates the six part edition <laughs> chapter 1 <laughs> yes of the episode number 32, I think, uh, chapter 3. Uh, 32C. Exactly. Or C or E or whatever. Yeah. Oh, we're going to, yeah, we'll have to really start diving deep into uh, all kinds of other problems. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but let's, let's go on the next segue that is to thanks everyone and thank you that you are listening. If you are new to the channel, or in this case, to the podcast, don't forget to to smash that like button if you really like us uh, at the end. Uh, if you already are one of our stalkers, uh, or should we say followers in this case? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being followed. What should I do? Exactly, exactly. 
don't Let's forget don't forget <laughs> to smash that like button as well keep coming the good comments that you guys are are doing lately oh gosh yes yes um it's always reminded that is monday uh when i get all of those those notifications which is awesome i'm not complaining at all i'm just uh thank you in this case and and, and be grateful and don't forget to subscribe um our podcast either to the youtube channel um, or to the uh, podcast in this case on spotify apple google and um soundcloud uh, that is uh, that is where the all the podcast is going to be so should we jump into this absolutely let's start building let's, our episode exactly so let's roll so welcome back now we're going to to the first update oh my god look at starting now I have been shrunken headed so badly. That's okay. You do some technical adjustments for us here, and I will take the privilege of uh, having a bit of a read. So our first uh, kind of topic is expanded Azure Cosmos DB free tier now in general availability. And it's interesting because we just finished talking about, oh my gosh, my head is so huge. <laughs> I think it's back to normal. I love it. So we were just talking uh, kind of before the intro about how uh, we don't really focus on uh, things like Cosmos DB, and then we break our own promise a little bit. <laughs> we talk about it. Yeah. But it, we, we did we did want to uh, keep this one in because we felt it was really cool, right? So uh, it's not just because it's uh, Azure Cosmos DB, uh, but it was because it was on the free tier. Exactly. So. This is where we use these things during trials, during uh, DevOps experiments, uh, when we learn by going hands-on in Azure. And it's kind of a big reason why we're all here uh, together today. And it's a lot of what brings us together, I, th I feel like, with the podcast, right? Yeah. Because uh, it allows us to learn new things. So. With this one, um, I actually thought it was really interesting because it's quite a substantial uh, expansion of the services uh, within the free tier. So previously, you would get 400 request units per second and up to five gigabytes of throughput uh, or storage throughput per month. Uh, and now, it's way bigger than that. So it's 1,000 request units per second. More. Uh, yeah, more. Yes. And up to 25 gigs of storage each month uh, for the lifetime of one Azure Cosmos DB account per Azure subscription. Uh, as always with the free tier, there is a couple of little conditions that kind of stop you from uh, really wanting to use it as a large scale production system. Uh, and I think that that's a little bit on purpose because we don't want to build out huge production systems on uh, trial accounts and free tier stuff. We want to build things using uh, what we always talk about, the well-architected framework. We want to consider the pillars of good design. And certainly uh, having a single point of failure isn't going to uh, align with good design practices. So uh, a little bit about that. But uh, this is a really, really cool one. And uh, it's kind of nice that it aligned with the build uh, conference. Yeah. What, what, I like, so what, you... what I like about this update is, is they do, and I was reading uh, to that before, like when you mentioned, and they are combining the two things because you have Azure Cosmos Debris free tier and you have the Azure free account. Right. That's right. And they yeah. are combining two. So you got a thousand RU per second, uh, in this case, request units per second uh, from the Azure, uh, no, from the Azure uh, Cosmos DB free tier, plus the 400 RU, uh, in this case, per second from the Azure free account. Uh, 
So in total, you have 1,400, right? Um, yeah. And it's happened exactly the same with storage. You have 25 gigabyte gigs, in this case, from the Azure Cosmos delivery free, and another 25 from the Azure free account. So in total, you will have 50. That's the interesting part. So it's like, and after, so the only thing that we need to say is, after the 12 months, okay, and that is the caveat over here, the free mm -hmm. account that you get, okay, uh, it will be, you will only get, that's why I want to just call this out, you only get the Azure ComsDB free, okay? The Azure free account will not be valid anymore, but you can still use the Azure ComsDB free tier and now you are reduced to 1,000, like you mentioned, and 25 gigs. But for the first yeah. year, you have 1,450 gigs. Yep, it combines. It combines. Yeah, you got it. It's, it's really... Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thing, right? Because you can, you can kind of have some really good fun uh, within the free tier services in that first year of your account. Uh, I, I don't think, actually, that a lot of people realize... Um, you know, how much you can do and how hands-on you can get. Like you can build uh, apps, you can integrate, you can do some really cool identity stuff all for free. And then uh, you can do a lot of the Kubernetes uh, work. You can do a lot of the DevOps stuff and uh, linking it to uh, both uh, the free Azure SQL tier and the free Azure Cosmos DB tier. Um, yeah. You get a lot of stuff for free in Azure when you're signing up. A lot of stuff for free. And the service usually are good for 12 months uh, as yep. your free account have it. Moving on to the next one. And now we are entering into the Azure Kubernetes kind of team. Uh, the first one is general availability of Azure RBAC, role-based access control for Kubernetes authorization in the Azure Kubernetes service. So pretty good that Azure Kubernetes authorization is a way that you can authorize and make sure that your Kubernetes is, is valid, is authenticated. But now you can also okay, enable the integration with Azure AD to mm -hmm. just have users, groups, and service principles to access or to authorize this. Cool. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I've been doing more and more work uh, with different clients around RBAC and uh, really building out the, uh, well, really assigning the correct built-in roles within Azure uh, so that uh, as kind of companies, they can manage identity a bit less. Um, because the hard work with RBAC truly is upfront. And if you're adding a new service, um, as you know, I, I do a lot of Sentinel stuff. So that's the one that I kind of know off the top of my head. So uh, with Sentinel, when you, when you uh, have the four roles, one of them being for automation that you don't really use uh, other than for some automatic stuff in the background, you just assign those three roles to your tiered structure already that's in place for who needs the right level of uh, permissions within uh, that service. And uh, honestly, away you go. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of hard work to it when you're adding on top of the RBAC system already in place. It's really cool um, that they're doing this now for Kubernetes uh, because that's going to scale out very quickly, right? Absolutely. Although there are some prerequisites that you, you need to maintain in this case. So the Azure CLI version needs to be the 2.24 or later. And the kubectl, you need to go on the 1.18. Uh, that to be very honest, it's not the it's not the latest version because if I'm not mistaken, it's 1.19, the version of the kubectl but it's not the oldest. You can find one older because on the kubectl that this is available, it's on 1.18.3 plus, so later, later than three. And if I'm not mistaken, 
because I did deploy this week, um, the lowest that you can get or the oldest that you can get is the 1.18.14, if I'm not mistaken. So you just need to be careful with that because if you really want to use this, because this is already, um, this is uh, in this case already in GA, general availability, so it's used in production. Uh, you need to make sure that your Kubernetes cluster is on that version, the kubectl. Otherwise, it will not work, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you have to meet those minimum requirements. Yeah. And uh, it quite often, uh, especially with Azure, it's rapid release, right? Yeah. So uh, there's going to be uh, probably a few different minor uh, up, uh, updates in between where most clusters are today and this latest uh, edition. Yeah. And the, the other thing that I want to mention, this is not only for new clusters. This is for existing clusters as well. That's right. Okay. So that's, I think that's, that's a very good one. The next uh, AKS in this case update is the general variability of encryption at host support in AKS. So this is pretty good because when you enable AKS on Azure, right? You enable a bunch of VMs. Basically is that you are enabling a virtual machine scale set um, and that is a bunch of VMs that you are doing. And now you have encryption at the host. So it's supported and now it's available for you to use it. So security above all, right? Absolutely. Very important. Yep. Uh, a lot of times those, uh, the containers uh, within Kubernetes are going to be processing information. So, uh, you know, I think as we have kind of a focus on healthcare items right now, um, you know, it makes very good sense that a lot of those containers could be processing Absolutely. healthcare data or uh, forms being submitted, things like that, right? So it's really good that uh, the encryption is finding its way through. Yeah. And that actually, uh, to kind of, uh, uh, well, I, I first let me ask, was there anything you wanted to add about that one? Uh, no, I think that that's that's really cool to have that. Uh, you you in this case uh, the disks that you are using uh, or even the temp disks are encrypted, but mm -hmm. they are encrypted with the platform managed keys, not with the customer managed keys. Although the OS disks, okay, and that's a very good thing. The OS disks you can use both. Uh, in this case, the platform managed key, that means that it's through Azure or the customer managed keys that they are depending uh, on that. So only the temporary disk, that is the temporary, they are still get uh, encrypted, but it's we using the Azure uh, uh, keys in this case, instead of the customer. The rest, yeah. Do you want to proceed for the next one? Well, that's, I was just kind of thinking it's a really good segue. So we think about uh, some of the detail that goes into security with Microsoft, right? And here we are. So uh, AKS support for regulated industries. So yet again, Microsoft making a very solid push forwards yes. with uh, kind of security baselines and compliance tools and compliance measurements. Yeah. And... Uh, as we think about this one, um, the first one that really jumps out at me is actually right up at the top, right? The AKS cluster baseline for regulated workloads. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're really taking this very seriously, right? So we've seen a lot of, um, I want to say, similar messages to this in recent months. And there's been a lot of advancements in um, especially like uh, specific uh, um Oh gosh, specific compliance frameworks. Yes. There we go. <laughs> and we reach oh, the on, the, the, on the last on the last episode, we reached the level of one hundred compliance in this case. So right. again, uh, uh, one hundred on if my memory doesn't mistake or doesn't betray me, in this case, it was one hundred compliance over one hundred and forty uh, services, Azure services. That's correct. So that's correct. In this case, AKS is getting there. Uh, although during this this week, special with build, there was a lot of announcements. 
regarding these regulatory industries. So besides what they already have and besides enhancing what they already have, so for example, now um, the Azure are back, like we mentioned, authorizations is in GA and they announce a new compliance, compliant notes fixture that is in preview. That is the FIPS, the Federal Information Processing Standards that allows them to go to the Fed ramp, right? And compliance that is required. So that's correct. And it's a very complex framework, yes. right? Although, if, oh my God, yes, the government, especially the, the, the Fed ramp, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a nightmare, but it's, it let me say the, it is on, on the very uh, Andrew Lowe's way. It's a very challenging. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I do have kind of a reputation for using the word challenge when really <laughs> underneath the layers of uh, facial expression, there's sheer panic. <laughs> exactly. Although, unless you're unless you're one of my clients or former clients that's listening or watching today, in that case, when I say challenge, I truly mean it's just a small issue we have to solve. <laughs> Could you please hold for one moment? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so back back on track. Oh my gosh! So there is uh, some kind of cool ones in here, right? So um, you know, a lot of people are very familiar with, uh, for example, PCI DSS. Yes. which is the payment card industry one. And it's it, I remember when it first came out, everybody was uh, very kind of hands in the air, waving around like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. And why is this uh, framework so difficult to get adherence for? Well, because a lot of systems weren't designed yet with compliance, uh, security and privacy at the core, right? Uh, we remember a time when uh, software patches would come out. And uh, I'm going to pick on a non-Microsoft one for once. I'm going to pick on Adobe. So remember, there was a time uh, like six years ago or something where you would, you would update one day and then all of a sudden Adobe Reader needed another security patch tomorrow. And then again on Wednesday and then again on like Friday. And you come in on Monday and there's another two. Like it just kept going because there was, it, it was this framework that was trying to catch up with uh, a design that simply didn't have security at its core. So the world has really changed. There's been a very good transformation now. And security frameworks and compliance frameworks are by design. So when we're architecting a solution, these compliance frameworks are on our mind at that time, right? We're always thinking about these. Uh, it's a very positive change, and it's been a good transformation. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's not only that. The other one that I like is, is one that is, uh, is the CSI. It's not the CSI of the, of the uh, in this case. CSI Microsoft, right? It's not the CSI of the TV show, but it's like the secret store fixture. Uh, that is in preview. So a lot of those things, they already are on, on GA. Uh, the CIS is one of them benchmark. Uh, it usually is one of the first ones that you have. But this FedRAMP, the FIPS and the CSI, it's, it's, it's big because it really goes to a, a different level. Uh, AKS to support, in this case, the CSI, secret store uh it's tremendously because now we're going to a different level of security a different level of um regulatory in the industries that makes all of these um services more and more secure every single time right absolutely and yeah uh, i know we get kind of excited and once in a while we do get off track around here yeah <laughs> but speaking but, in off track, uh, it, um, should we go to the next one? I will let you. Uh, oh, 100%. I was going to say, let's keep the focus on AKS. Yes. Um, because, uh, you know, we do get off track a little bit sometimes, but that's okay. So in public preview, AKS support for contain nerd 
for Windows Server Containers. Would you like to take this one and run? <laughs> You're already, I can feel the energy. Man, this is, I think this is, uh, there is a, 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 a mistypo in this case, but. Um, Maybe a small a one. A small one, but I think it's, it's made for us. I, I feel that it's made for us because it's container with nerd uh, as well. So it's nerd. So it's too. I, I don't understand this now. If the AKS, it will involve the nerds to contain them inside of the cluster uh, or the container, question. or if it's like a containers for nerds. Uh, now I I have a truly uh, esoteric question here. Okay. So, can you really contain a nerd? Oh my! Or God. are you just cloning? and creating additional copies for scaling out or can you scale <laughs> no let's let's <laughs> let's go because folks. this is going to I be finally uh, derailed <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be derailed in in too fast so, so yes it, it is it is actually a good update it despite is, is. Uh, the fun that we poke at the map i almost feel like it's kind of one of those happy friday things that the, it might have been left in just for fun, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and we would definitely we are having fun with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just Microsoft. Seriously, though, guys, uh, I am still waiting for my swag from last week. So yes, yes. <laughs> although, although uh, I have to say that uh, looking okay, and now this is this is really odd, but looking at the uh, article it's containered it there is correct well uh it's an interesting thing uh it could be uh perhaps an aks term i don't know now but... container nerd is if you look at container it's uh, industry standard to container runtime with the emphasis on simply simplicity, robustness, and portability. So it's not a mistake. Uh, see, they got us. <laughs> it is a happy Friday. It one. is a happy Friday one. So now uh, we have another plugin that is a CRI plugin, okay, that you can run on the for Windows Server containers. So it's even better than we thought. It's great. Yeah, they did get us too. That's really they good. That'll teach it. us not to use Bing to search these things. Uh, sure. <laughs> I can't stop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I think everyone is already knowing what's going to happen on this show. So it's a lot of fun and we love to always have fun with the, with all of this but it's, it's a good true. it's way, a good way in with the comments should we have known about the nerd being contained ahead of time let us know in the comments exactly <laughs> <laughs> moving to the next one and this one again with with containers okay um although we, this is a pretty cool one is in public preview the cluster auto upgrade now respects Planet maintenance windows. So mm -hmm. this, this is a really good. It is. It is a really good one uh, because it allows you to schedule the weekly maintenance windows for updates. And then it minimizes, in this case, the workload impact, uh, which is awesome because now the way that you are uploading, in this case, or that you are um, updating those nodes will be. Uh, using the cluster auto update that you have on Windows failover clustering. So you are doing one node on each time. So if you have a node, you are not impacting, in this case, uh, the availability of the cluster, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been an interesting thing because, uh, you know, a lot of uh, administrators take great care in setting out those maintenance uh, maintenance windows. Oh my gosh. Uh, but it's, uh, it's not been respected for the auto upgrade feature until now. And though it is just in public preview, so a little bit of a note of caution, yes. a lot of rapid release this week with the build conference, right? So many of these features are in preview status of some, you know, some flavor, Absolutely. but 
this one is really, uh, really, really good uh, because it helps to kind of standardize and normalize the auto upgrades happening uh, in the clusters, right? Uh, so it kind of brings it in line with what we're used to for system maintenance windows, right? Absolutely. Um, and you can still use the auto upgrade channel that you already have on, on, the, on the clusters, on the AKS, right? Um, and if you want to use for patch, for stable, or even use the rapid or node image, you can still use those channels uh, with this. This allows you to just now have a maintenance window. So if, you, if your application, uh, for example, doesn't, or if you have, a, a not a downtime, but a, a slower, in this case, a usage during the night, that usually what are you what are you doing? You can upgrade to you can use this to upgrade you while you are sleeping, right? Um, so that's the dream. That's the dream, right? Just come in the morning, receive an email, say, "Hey, we update this. Everything is running, and we are we are golden in this case." Absolutely, yeah. That's gonna it's going to be super useful, especially in uh, large clusters, um, because uh, you know a, uh, uh, Kubernetes is really intended to be used at scale. Absolutely, right. So a lot of those clusters uh, in use in Azure are very large. Uh, moving a lot of information, doing a lot of work. So it's really good that, uh, you know, the maintenance windows are going to be part of that design now. Absolutely. So changing a little bit of topics and now going to the Azure Monitor, public preview, save and share log analytics queries with a new query pack in Azure Monitor. So pretty good update. A very cool feature that now you can save and share the log analytics queries um, with the new query pack, right? Yeah, and uh, I did actually see this this week, uh, and uh, it's really cool. So if you look at the bottom bullet, it's almost like uh, they they decided to write it down the way that I talk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very slick. And I was kind of surprised to see Microsoft using wording like that, to be honest. Yeah. But I think that it does communicate um, kind of the nature of this feature very well, to be honest, because it really is very, very good. It is a pretty slick thing to do. So to be able to share out those log analytics queries is uh, kind of a big deal because uh, if you're working in a team, and everybody's got uh, kind of, especially if you have different access levels and uh, going in and uh, doing different things, sometimes it can be difficult for lower privileges in the portal to get things done. Uh, it'll work, but sometimes you have to add a specific permission or things like that, uh, especially when you're trying to export data, right? Uh, a lot of protections uh, typically in place in organizations. And if you're trying to do an analysis of something for downtime, which really is what you're going to be doing with log analysis in a monitoring system, although Azure Monitor is much more than just that, I should also say that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it does allow you to really um, collaborate very well with your team. And uh, I just think that uh, it's really good. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, kind of data-focused ones, right? So we've been talking a lot about data, Kubernetes, and scaling. Um, this allows you to take those query packs, and it'll work in all log analytics uh, contexts across your environments, which is really, really great, yeah. right? Because it's not specific to just one workspace. It's very much a generic. So... Uh, a really good design on this. It's very high-level design and very, very efficient. Yeah. What I like about these query packs is because you're starting to have, if you are familiar with Azure Monitor, and in this case with Sentinel and all of those, you're starting to have what's called workbooks, right? So specific topics that you want to create with specific kind of... Uh, 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 ways that you want and these query packs I think is going to help a lot because if you have for example if you are doing and I'm thinking of right now in a few customers of mine 
uh, that if you are doing, for example, an investigation uh, regarding uh, a specific topic, for example, uh, now you can almost agglomerate all of those queries um, into a query pack that if you want to look, for example, into some kind of uh, drill down on the Defender, for example, on, on looking for malware, and you want to correlate that with other um, other uh, computers or whatever it is endpoints that you want to do it. So and you build your query pack. So basically, you build your queries on that pack, right? That it will be for that specific topic. Um, I'm thinking, like for example, the one that I always use and I like to demo that is the Solar Winds right? Mm -hmm. You have so many things that you need to look for it. And you have that awesome workbook that Microsoft built it with a mm -hmm. lot of information there. So basically, you have a lot of queries that you can build regarding this kind of more like using what Microsoft is announcing there, uh, harmonize it on the same kind of way. And you can group them. And now you have these query packs that you can share. So the more advanced kind of professionals, they can build those query packs like you mentioned and share among the team because now they say, okay, if you run this and it's way simpler to just develop those and then give uh, to the team to say, hey, this is what I develop. Uh, this is the, my thought of process of going to investigate what's going on. And by the way, here is a query pack and now you can save and share uh, on log analytics so you build it for the team it's not only for you right exactly uh as, as you're describing it here i was thinking you know that's a very good description how long do you think it's going to take to have github repo integration into this oh probably next week <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was kind of thinking this is uh, honestly, this is kind of just one step shy yeah. of uh, GitHub. So I, I was just kind of thinking, well, I wonder why they didn't just go right there, but maybe they're trying to just walk everybody there. Yeah. Uh, right. So internal sharing and then all of a sudden the ability to do public and community, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. yeah, really cool. Uh, very awesome feature, right? Yeah, absolutely. Moving to the next one and still talking about Azure monitors and still in public preview is the Azure export, uh, or in this case, export Azure monitor logs to multiple destinations. So it goes along with, with the previous one, right? Uh, but now you have the possibility or to create export rules for those logs and to be able to multiple destinations. This is awesome. And I have to say that the first thing that comes to my mind is to export the different Azure uh, Azure logs that, that we have, Azure logs, into the workspace where Sentinel is. Right? Now you're talking my language, oh, my, my friend. It's like when I was reading this, I would say, because sometimes, and, and to be very to be, to be very honest, sometimes on Azure Sentinel, we have to add so many of those um, Azure Log Analytics workspace, right? Oh my gosh, it can it can get a bit complex, right? It does. Uh, but that's that you know you to be working at that level, you are supposed to be an expert, right? Yes. So, uh, which I will never claim to be. I just know enough to be dangerous. That's all I've ever claimed. And it's not only but, that because on Azure, sorry to talk, but on Azure Sentinel, you pay for the ingestion. You do, and it can. Uh, be delicate, as uh, I think the right words to use here, um, <laughs> because there's a fine line between having too much data and creating too much cost, yeah. but not having enough data and not getting the right value or detection out of your seam and source system. So uh, whether it's Sentinel or not, you have to include as much as you can but there is some logical, like you have to determine what that threshold is, right? And it's not always easy, right? Like uh, when we design those things, as you know, we both uh, have spun up lots of Sentinel instances for different companies and organizations and all kinds of things. But um, it 
it's can be hard when you do the design and you say, okay, so should we include this? Yes, we probably should. And then later, sometimes I'm asking myself, well, maybe do we really need that? Is this going to cost my customer more money than it needs to? Will they get value out of it? Aha. So here we can find some balance. So if we say, no, let's not join all of the Azure monitor logs right into uh, log analytics, then linked into Sentinel, because that can start to uh, kind of layer the prices, right? Absolutely. Because you're paying for your storage to go for Azure Monitor, and then you have to pay again when that workspace is Azure Sentinel enabled. So uh, there's, uh, you know, you really do need to understand the layers of cost and complexity when it comes to those systems. And it's not easy. But I like this one because uh, what we can do now is take an export of those uh, monitoring logs, import them, run it against our analytics rules, and see if there's something that we should be interested in. Or uh, if you're investigating, you had uh, some indicators and you have some suspicion that you should look deeper, why not use the AI and the automation and uh, all of those rule sets that we can look for? And I don't want to get into an Azure Sentinel uh, kind of a rabbit hole here, but I feel like we're already there. <laughs> but, but it's it's more than that because if you it, analyze it, it, if you analyze it, this you can have uh, you can create. Although it's in public preview, so don't use it in production. Okay, be careful. With uh, be it. careful. Absolutely. But this one. Is is one of those that you can explore because it's just you are exporting, uh, right data. So it's not exactly. that dangerous to use in production. Although you shouldn't, we have to say that. Although this Absolutely. this one, uh, it's very interesting because I was listening to you and I was my head was starting to to kind of build a solution around it. Um, and what they say over here is. You can export this to either the Invert Hub or to a storage account. Okay. Or you can export to 10 different, in this case, destinations. So a lot of times, right? Look at this. And now this is where it's interesting. We have the majority, the vast majority of our customers, and everyone that I know, they start with a free tier. Okay. Yeah. But the free tier, for example, only allows you 500 megs of that ingestion per day, and you can mm -hmm. only hold for seven days. But yeah, it, it's kind of scary. It's kind of it's so, but it, it, it is a free tier, right? That's it's true. Yeah, yeah, you're only really testing the water exactly. at that level. But yeah. imagine this: that you now you have an application that happens to me a lot of times. That 500 megs per day is more than enough. Okay. And now you have all of this uh, log analytics workspace on the free tier. And you want to start, like you said, going a little bit more down on the rabbit hole. Not with Sentinel, but a little bit more. So now with this, you can export to either a storage account. So by, by doing that, you are extending those seven days to the time that you want, right? Yeah. Or you can even have a lot of those uh, free tiers starting to have this event hub to going through them, going on analytical side of it, right? Of that application that is small, that is not producing too many logs, whatever it is, and you want to use a free tier to lower your cost, right? Instead of having a big, in this case, log analytics, and you only need that information for the seven days. You just want to see it, in this case, the information regarding what's going on. And now you can plug in directly, in this case, the event up to that. And now you're starting to have a totally different perspective of what's going on on your application, right? Because you are attaching these log Azure monitor logs, right? Uh, way deeper uh, with AI with this integration. It's it's yeah, it's absolutely. It's, so if you think carefully on this, it's starting to it's starting to open up so much on this that is that is it's just blow my mind 
in this case with all of this that we're talking about. And this yeah. is just and me and you having a conversation, <laughs> right? <laughs> and is, and yeah. just exploring the possibilities. So if you're going deeply on on a whiteboard, oh my God, I think with one hour, me and you, we can create like a gazillion of different solutions or possibilities of uh, using this specific um, update, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just thinking about you and I with a whiteboard, that starts to get dangerous absolutely. quickly. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Don't tell me that. Uh, we, yeah. I do remember we would easily fill a wall, uh, a whole whiteboard wall in uh, less than an hour. And uh, we had the yeah. project that we worked together. Remember, the room at the door oh, yeah, the with the glass. Walls. It was yeah, the three yeah. walls around it. That was with that paint that we can do it. We start in one, <laughs> right, right close. Remember that in, I think I it do. was in two hours meeting, we just, me and you designed yeah. it. We fill the wall that we say we need to, we need to take pictures. And uh, the only way to take a picture was on a panoramic. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, we had to do the, yeah, you had to educate me on how to use my iPhone. Yeah, the panoramic <laughs> to just grab the entire, the entire wall. Oh my God. Yeah, let's, okay, let's go. Let's go to the, we are deviating too much. Uh, good times with the whiteboards. Absolutely, there you go, folks. Absolutely. It doesn't take much for us. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sometimes it. though, but honestly though, it is sometimes good to get kind of like those, uh, the, all that information out of your head. Because we'll, uh, you know, like you have enough espresso, you get on a roll and you have a lot of very rapid thoughts. You have to get it out. And uh, sometimes that's one of the more efficient ways to do that. Um, I actually do have a small whiteboard in my office uh, at home here. Uh, and it gets pretty good use these days still. I have to, I have to say, uh, it's still wiping off. It's still mostly white. <laughs> it's kind of a gray board in some spots now. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. Uh, let's let's take to uh, take this to the next one. So we have one more Azure monitor at least here. So public preview again. Yeah. Log Analytics Workspace Insights from Azure Monitor. Absolutely. This is another one that that is really getting into this. So uh, Azure Monitor logs now uh, is a feature of the Azure Monitor. Uh, so it's not only uh, the Log Analytics Workspace Insights, but it, now it's another feature of Azure Monitor. So uh, we used to have the Log Analytics Workspace Insight, right? Now That's right. we have this inside of Azure Monitor. So we don't need to switch around, in this case, from Azure Monitor to the uh, uh, Log Analytics Workspace to go to the insights and all of that. So pretty cool to have on a single pane of glass uh, through the Azure monitor, in this case, the insights, right? Uh, although it's in public preview, but again, everything that is monitoring, you should not rely because on, on the production one, but it's good to starting um, using this to get familiar because when this became GA, uh, you should start using this immediately, right? Oh, it's yeah, it's going to be a, um, I think the phrase here is this will be a game changer for many organizations. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're really right on the edge of uh, kind of workbooks and playbooks. Uh, everything is starting to become much more portable. Yeah. And earlier, I don't want to get into this, but uh, earlier you did say uh, what a great way to build solutions. And I was like, no, don't talk about it. The preview feature that's been there for like a little bit now, but uh, for Sentinel, the solutions, Sentinel solutions. Yeah. And I am a huge, huge fan. Like, uh, it's just so awesome because it groups together uh, many of the items that you need to form a full solution for finding information. And I'm, uh, the reason I'm excited about it is because I see the future. I see how that's going to be portable. And I see how those solutions that you build, you can build them for uh, one department or another department. You can build them for your clients. And it now becomes portable code, right? So we can share it on the communities in GitHub. 
use it on our own private repo as well so that it's all internal to that organization. But there's a really good opportunity, I think, that's just like knocking on the door softly right now. And I really hear these solutions coming through for many of the products within Azure. Uh, I'm, I apologize, I hijacked it totally, but I'm really excited <laughs> about that. No, it's it not. It's, it's like it, it is true because it's starting to get on that, it's starting to get on, on that path. You are absolutely right. And Azure Sentinel is one of them that they are leveraging truly that, that part. Uh, because uh, solutions you're starting to have with log analytics, to be very honest. It was Absolutely. it was starting if you remember it was the uh, operations manager uh, online or what's the name operation oh the, S -S -C -O -M or something no, no, yeah that was a no 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 the, it was the uh, op operations man it was not online um, it was something like that um, and operations management suite or something like that some, some something so if you remember. Just put on on the on the oh, comments. Oh, system center operations manager suite. That was the one. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, OMS. It was the OMS, right? Yeah. Um. So the OMS was the first cloud enable in this case, or or the cloud that you have solutions that you have update management and all of that. That now you still have it, but it's inside of the log analytics workspace. And now they are involving that part of the solutions uh, with the agent deployment that you have to just trigger and getting more information through there, right? So pretty cool to do it. But getting on that security and moving to the next one, and this is one of the coolest, I have to say, at least for me this week. Azure Security Center integration with GitHub Actions is in public preview. So this just puts Azure Security Center on a totally different level, okay? Stratosphere level, because now we're talking about DevSecOps, okay? Yep. And we have practice of DevSecOps with GitHub, that is where it should be your CI, CD kind of methodology and pipelines and all of that into security center, Azure Security Center. So pretty cool what the IT ops and IT security can have. We're using the CI CD uh, uh, that, that we must love um, with all of those uh, container and security scans uh, using the Azure Security Center and all of that, pretty cool, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, you know, kind of just thinking about that portability. Uh, you know, we're we're making things a little bit more high level, easier to share across the organization. Yeah. And uh, easier to make minor adjustments and redeploy quickly, right? So that's really what we're talking about, CI/CD yeah. in this case. And it's not only that. It is something that I see that happen that when we have all of these images, we are not usually taking care about the security, right? And um, because we want to facilitate uh, the developers and all of that. So only when the image goes to production that is being scanned by the Azure Security Center, we get all of those recommendations and alerts and all of that right so we basically have a window that is exposed that image right that we are deploying that is between that is deployed and when the agent is there and scanning that and getting the alert to us and us going to be affected on that on that image right or in this case act on that image that gap is critical to just being attacked. It's another yeah. uh, critical way to be attacked. So in this case, what this integration does is Azure Security Center now 
can scan your image way before you are deploying. So on the CI-CD pipeline, you can now scan your image to see what is the vulnerability, attack that even before deploying. So when you deploy, your image is already secure. You betcha. Yeah, this is a huge, huge advancement, right? Absolutely. When Pre-deployment security validation. So uh, it used now, to be fair, you could do that before, but you had to deploy into uh, like a, 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 a development subscription, right? And then you had to enable uh, Azure Security Center within that subscription and you had to kind of the process was a little bit, okay, a lot more complex. This is very much easy to use. Yeah. Uh, the DevOps teams that are already familiar with how Security Center works in prod and their CI CD pipelines, this is going to be second nature for them, yeah. right? But if you're going a little bit back on that, because when you're starting this uh, DevOps kind of wave, right? that you are giving uh, the operations, in this case, a little bit, or configuring the operations to the developers, because that is what DevOps is, right? You are basically um, making uh, their uh, the developers way more independent when they need some type of uh, infrastructure, right? Um, because you are getting all of that customizable and all of that way of operating, uh, in this case, your infrastructure uh, to ba basically a, a click of a button that when they select that, they will deploy all of that infrastructure that they require and all of that. But you always, it, it was always a fight, between, not a fight on a good sense, of course, between that and the security, uh, the, the security team. This DevSecOps, it's a new trend, not a trend, it's a new wave that you are integrating on DevOps, okay? That you are going on one level down to have the security, right? That you are doing using the DevOps because uh, I see a lot of organizations that they have on their DevOps, on that CI/CD, that just to facilitate, they have like, for example, unclear passwords or they have plain text passwords. They put passwords there. They put like, they don't use a key vault for that because they are developing. So in this case, what this does is this scan that image, this scan all of that CICD pipeline to yeah. see what is not going through. And it goes a level, a, a level even up in this case because you have regulatory compliance, right? Uh -huh. And regulatory that you need to do it. So NIST, FIPS that we already mentioned over here yeah. on this episode with AKS, right? Now, because you have that integrated on Azure Security Center, now you can, you can extrapolate those regulatory compliance to your code, to your CI CD, to your image pipeline. So absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of integrations here, not the least of which is uh, I like what you say about DevSecOps, right? Yeah. So everybody is very familiar with the term DevOps, but DevSecOps is a little newer. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say it's new. It isn't, uh, but it's really about integrating the teams. It's about uh, educating um, the DevOps team as well about security and helping the DevOps teams while staying still agile and responding fast to the needs of the business, also thinking about and including security by design, right? So it's that, that same phrase <clears throat> really echoes a lot throughout a lot of the updates this week is security is part of the design, yeah, right? Absolutely. And and this one this one is really big. I know we've uh, we've had a little bit of a focus on this one, but it is important um, because, like you were saying, the regulatory compliance. Well, we have to meet that. That's the regulatory part of it. It's yeah. the regulation, yeah, right? Absolutely. So it's rules. So um, 
it it's very interesting to me because this is very timely. A lot of organizations right now are starting to rebuild. They're starting to become more agile, especially in their designs. And there's all, there's all, of course, there's all the concerns about being too agile, responding too quickly before other departments such as security can catch up to the product that's been deployed. But I think in this case, um, this is a really cool thing because as the product is developed, it's getting scanned before it goes out the door. Yeah. Like this is this is really, really cool stuff. Absolutely. It is actually exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. That's why I said that for me is the most excited update that I see it because it just makes a different level uh, of, of, of DevOps and using these DevSecOps uh, kind of way to, to deploy this. Uh, it's really literally Kickstarter for, for the DevSecOps in this case. Moving on. Oh, it is. Sorry, moving on to the next one. We have Azure uh, Storage Blob Inventory in public preview is now available in all public regions. So first of all, well done. In public, this is in. It's the first time, if I remember correctly, that you have a public preview in all the public regions. I don't recall one uh, either. I think this might be a first. So pretty cool that now we have this public preview of Azure Storage Blob Inventory uh, th that allows you the ability to understand the number of objects, total number of objects, their size, tier, and other information regarding the object storage state. Pretty cool to have that and is that. And besides that, all the inventory can be used on Azure Synapse to calculate all the summaries. So pretty cool to do that. And it's again in all public regions, including Canada. We are public. <laughs> Even region, <right>? in Canada. <laughs> I know we never get preview stuff here for some reason. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. We do get no, preview do, stuff. It do. just seems to take maybe not right in the first couple of weeks yeah, usually. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But but that's fine. We're cool with it. We're very patient folks up here. Yes, we are. We we have we have snow that needs to be melted, and we, we need to watch that. Oh, uh, right now, we don't true. have. We don't have. We are. We are being. We are. We are complaining without a reason. Well, here I did share with you a uh, week uh, a photo from uh, last weekend, and I was in back country, and there was still some snow on the ground there. Yeah, stay in the city. You don't see. You don't see snow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that I think is the outcome. Of that small trip, you that... can't contain this nerd. I'm just gonna tell you no, that. Right and, now. And, and the reason why is because you didn't invite me. That's why you have snow. <laughs> I didn't think you'd want to go for that off-road trip. Let me just say, absolutely. It was a little... Why not? Why not? So moving to the last but not least update, uh, general availability of Azure Log Analytics in South India. Mm -hmm. So talking about yeah, we, regions. We've seen a lot of updates for India uh, yeah. in the last little while. Really, uh, Microsoft making a very good push to support them. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the new region. In this case, one of the most yep. recent regions in Azure, the South India one, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And now you have log analytics that you can use with South India. So pretty cool to have that. Um, <laughs> And and is growing this region as well, uh, lots. Uh, we we seeing on the last episodes a lot of uh, enhancements on South India uh, region. And now you have uh, they have Azure Analytics that they can use, they can query, and they can store that on that region if that is uh, one of their requirements, right? Absolutely, yeah, and uh, certainly Azure Log Analytics extremely useful. Um, we've definitely talked a little bit about yes. uh, workspaces and log analytics today, but uh, I think that just goes to show how deeply integrated into the Azure landscape um, that it really is into the Azure Azure, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So with that, we come to the end of this podcast 
uh, of this episode of this week. I hope that you guys like it. Um, if you want way more information, don't forget to go to the build a site. Uh, register there. I don't know if it's still possible to register to watch. In this case, all of the you can the videos. yes, you can watch the the videos and recordings. Um, I did attend quite a few sessions off and on, yeah. uh, and there was some really really great presentations. I just want to say that um, I I don't know if everybody gets thanked, but I know that um, a lot of the MVPs, MCTs, and the Microsoft on staff they work really really hard to get everything ready. And it really is a lot of work, right? Yes. So we put in a little bit of work to prep for our little uh, conversation here, but uh, it's a lot different when you have a big presentation to give slides, material, and a lot of it new, right? So yeah. uh, new announcement stuff. So it's really, yeah, job well done, enough said. Exactly. So once again, uh, if you like what you saw over here, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to smash that like button or the dislike button. Uh, but what we want is to hear from you. So thank you everyone that is supporting us. Uh, we really appreciate uh, your love uh, in this case that you're sharing with us. Um, and, and, and please keep going. Don't forget to, to do that. We really appreciate. And if you have a friend that you think that might be interesting on this show, just share that. Uh, we allow to do that. Uh, or like, like usually um, Andrew says, if you don't like it, uh, your money back is guaranteed. <laughs> Oof, boy, that last one I issued really cost me. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew, once again, thank you uh, for being part of, for, for being part of the show. Uh, one more time and oh, thank uh, you so much and thank all of our listeners and watchers as well absolutely and 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 i hope i can see you next week so it's bye for now